Either you fit in the puzzle or you make the puzzle, but regardless, you're playing the game. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mentors Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Wetrick. Here on this show, we talk to luminaries from around the world to discuss their journey towards success and what wisdom they have to offer the younger generation. Each episode, we have on a new guest, a new story, and a new path towards personal success. I hope you're ready, and I hope you enjoy. Today, we have on Nathan Harris. Nathan is a serial entrepreneur who has built up a legacy and award-winning brands. He owns several bars and restaurants and is the CEO of Ease. Ease is an AI-assisted global freelancing platform that connects leading companies with the world's best freelancers and allows you to collaborate remotely. Nathan teaches his clients lean growth tactics and how to leverage the power of the freelance economy for rapid growth. Nathan has led Ease through the nationally ranked accelerator program, Generator, the world's largest corporate innovation accelerator plug-and-play tech center. They are becoming backed by the CSA Partners Venture Fund. Nathan has been one of my mentors for months. He's always someone to look up to, especially when it comes to facing adversity, not giving up, frequently learning, and working diligently for what you believe in. You'll hear about this in his own incredible story and hardships here, and how he changed his perspective to leave those things behind. Without further ado, Nathan Harris. You know, you've been a longtime friend of the Wetrick family, and I love diving into your story uh, and everything that you have done and everything that you've provided for us and everything that we've uh, helped you out with as well. The question I always ask my guests in the very beginning is, what is your origin story? What, uh, what did you start off with and what did you create to make who you are today? Yeah, I mean, I think my origin story is really relatable to people of all ages because it's all about just figuring out and understanding who I am and what I was meant to do. A lot of times when I was going through school and through the traditional educational system, my mind and my my heart wouldn't connect to it. Because one, I either visualized the planet they had for a different social status than I had because we didn't have much and to achieve and to do the things that they were demanding. It was like, I don't have a computer, I don't have these opportunities, maybe this isn't for me. Then the second one was, all right, if I do succeed, then what does that future look like? And my identity was always centered around wanting to be as free as possible to explore more of the world so that I can get a better perspective, you know, of, of everything. Cause I just didn't connect with, go be a lawyer, go be a doctor. It just, it just was like, I don't know if that's for me. So um, a lot of that tied into also, I think coming from a family that's been impacted by depression, it was like, all right, what leads to this? Like always trying to figure out the human mind. Right. So as I grew up, I, I just constantly went through those challenges, went through a lot of failures Um, And those failures led to me really asking the question time and time again. And um, I decided, you know, while I was in college in my second year is that I needed to drop out. I needed to drop out so that I wanted to waste money. And two, that I could get rid of all the noise um, and chase like my, my, my purpose. So I started a small marketing consulting business, Um, you know, restaurants, bars, things like that. And I never thought that it would lead to what it did today, which is ease, um, because I just wanted to figure out, could I do it? So it's a retail store, um, help them grow from $600,000 a year per location to almost a million, a million plus for some locations in my first like, eight months. And it gave me my first level of validation. You know, like it was better than getting an A on a report card. I was like actually helping something grow. So I leaned towards that and I was like, man, I'm making the right decisions. And 
that ended up leading to a lot of referrals, a lot of, you know, really good opportunities. And that's when I started realizing that it's not about the quality of your necessary, I guess, traditional education, but the quality of the output of the work that you do and then the impact that it has. Because it was like, I don't have a traditional education, but I'm still somehow finding ways to create opportunities uh, for others. So after a while, I quickly learned that I'm only one person. I don't have all the skills necessary to achieve the next level of success. So I started a freelance community. Um, that community was just all other people that were really bright, only wanted to work with best people so I wouldn't have a headache. And, uh, you know, I took on countless clients and I became a really well-known uh, business leader in the Milwaukee community. Um, then I got bored again. So then I was like, all right, the bars, restaurants, everything. It's great, but there's more to me selling contracts. You know, it's what does it look like to build a community around it? Because right after I did some great work, I got really stiffed in a business deal. Lessons learned. And I was like, man, I never want to work for anyone again. I, I thought this wasn't going to happen. So I committed my life to building uh, a community of free entrepreneurs where it's E stands for entrepreneurs adapting to serve each other. So how do we create an education, a community, and a workplace and a lifestyle that allows people to find the best version of themselves? So I committed my life to that. And over the past two years, um, we've generated millions of dollars in business, expanded our community uh, internationally, and have uh, achieved some things that less than 1% of startups in the world uh, ever have. So it's just been a purpose-driven mission for me, more so than a paper-driven mission right so i'm not looking for money i'm looking for impact and i think that that's been uh my key to success is always asking why and being willing to put into work yeah you know one thing i always find curious and the more that i walk through life the more that i you you end up getting caught in a thousand different traps how have you always stayed purpose-driven how have you always come back, come ground, become grounded and say, this is what we want and we're going to head in this direction and we're not going to get caught up by numbers or by, you know, ratings or whatever you have to, uh, you know, whatever you could be trapped by? I think that um, it's either God or some kind of energy, whatever you believe that that doesn't let you go the wrong way if you, if you're, if you put in the work. So if you're always put, put giving your best effort, even despite of adversity, right? And there's only a tattoo on my body that says strength and adversity is if you push even through the mud through everything you're always going to end up in the right place and if that mud starts to get deeper and deeper you're going in the wrong direction so every time before something bad happens you knew it was going to happen it was a accumulation of decisions that you made that you knew in your gut ah, this isn't for me or if i do this i'm going to lose the thing that matters most to me every time whether there's a dollar presented in front of you or, or some some or your significant other isn't 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 going the way you want it to. It's always going to be something that tells you, don't do it. But a lot of times they do it anyway because that fear is usually comes from what if they don't believe in me? What if I fail? What if it's what if I succeed and I can't do it? If there's all these doubts, but I would always say, all right, what if I can? What if I do? And, and when I do, what are the key key things that lead to that success? Well, I don't know. Find a mentor, and that's where it's important. It's like when you start to get lost and you can't do it on your own. Look for a mentor. You know, a lot of people put so much faith in the books that they read, but you can actually get there faster if you just find somebody that's done it that you trust and that has your best interest in mind. You know, and I think that that's what's helped me. And it doesn't, it's not a surefire way. You just got to not expect it to be easy. 
and just go with your gut. Yeah. How have you been able to find your mentors? You know, these people that have done things that you've done and that you can build a relationship with in Twist. Um, young, really young, I started putting myself in places that I wouldn't typically go. I started going to uh, local events, uh, whether it be like Visit Milwaukee or community events, uh, alderman elections and, and, and uh, political dinners, um, donating, even if I only donated a hundred bucks or if I didn't have anything to donate. Uh, I go to a lot of seminars, events. I just did all, everyone else was like so busy, focused on let's get drunk and let's party. And I was like, hey, you know what? That's cool. I'll do that stuff sometimes. But what if I went at seven o'clock on a Tuesday to the next Milwaukee County executive dinner or meetup or speaking event? And in turn, I'm like, why is there an 18 year old kid here? Like I'm the only one. And they're like, tell me a little bit more. And immediately those individuals look at you and they aspire to, to essentially be you, right? They're like, man, I wish I was 18 and in this room and what the things I would have learned and be able to do. What are you looking to achieve? And you always want to go and spill your guts about all about you. So, you know what? One of my biggest passions is just helping other people find their way. Um, so I've just tried to figure out which businesses I need to build to do that. Don't say anything else, right? And then they go, oh, that's awesome. Like humble, he's not looking for money, he's not fishing. Most people just have bad character. So when you just show that you have good character, they first want to help you grow. Then after that, don't waste their time. Be direct and say, hey, you know, what? I, I value all my mentors. So I want to know what would be a victory for you if I were to bring you on to be a mentor for me? Because I don't have maybe money right now, but I do have work ethic. So, you know, how could I make it worth it to you? Can I, can I champion you somehow? I mean, is there, is there, can I help you connect with my generation maybe? And that's what I did. I said, hey, you know what? I want to connect to my generation. I want to make my generation aware of what your generation has done so that we don't make some of those same mistakes. And that's when that person really starts to gravitate to you versus you saying, hey, I want to raise 100 grand this year. Oh, I'm trying to make millions of bucks. Man, I'm just trying to you know, kill it. Oh, no one can connect with money. People connect with purpose. Yeah. I think something really interesting you, you've always presented and brought to the table is that you put others first. You always take the time to say, hey, what do you need? How can I help you? And that has always served to be a great benefit for you. Um, for a lot of younger people, that sounds completely absurd, right? The idea of <laughs> what helping others? Well, now I'm not helped. So, you know, how am I supposed to advance forward when I'm just doing things for other people? You know, so how has that, how has, you know, giving yourself to others compounded and, and brought back so much towards you? I think the biggest thing is is when you have that people-driven, people-first mindset, it allows you to collect information and feedback that is a different perspective than your own. A lot of youth have a self-serving mentality because they're so used to being coddled either by their parents or their environments, right? They haven't been put against a challenge. They've been put against a plan. And when things don't go according to plan, they fall apart. Well, if you can push yourself against the grain and, and be able to say, hey, you know what? I want to help somebody else get somewhere. And nothing in return, but does it does it fit within my mission? So I'm not just helping people just to help people. The serving part to me is if I can help somebody figure out where they want to go, the job they should have, and the opportunity that's best for them, they're going to grow, and in return, so will I. So because me, I've done it in a form of my employees or my freelancers. The better they get, the farther they go, the more money I make because people out there want to find the best and brightest people. If I can bring in the best and brightest people and create the job, it saves them money from going out to find them because I already have them. And it helps the end user be able to make more money. So everybody wins and so do I. 
in a bar or a restaurant or in a small startup, you have somebody else that's willing to take time or effort to believe in something that you believe. So that's a vulnerability to them, right? So you're already being served just because they believe in you. Some people take that leadership opportunity for granted and manipulate people, churn and burn. But if you got somebody that will believe in you, all you have to do is water that. And then they'll do more and more and more and more and more. And even if the benefit for you isn't immediate, it could be down the road. But if you can't see that, then you're not in a position to lead because you don't forecast. You should be led because the people that lead forecast and they can see what others can't. And that's the one that should be the CEO. So it depends, right? You know, not everybody can serve everybody. Either you fit in the puzzle or you make the puzzle, but regardless, you're playing the game. Absolutely. I really like that takeaway. I, you did such a great job of encompassing how it all comes back around, how when you help lead others in directions, people will help you lead. Mm-hmm. People will help, you know, it just all comes back around. Mm-hmm. What I'm also really curious about is um, in the very beginning, I didn't know this about you. You dropped out of college. Mm-hmm at the time yeah. like hey you know what this isn't for me being a, being a college student already i'm in my freshman year um doing everything online now because of quarantine and you know maybe i'm seeing some doubts maybe my peers are seeing some doubts how do you know that uh, how do you know that college wasn't for you and how did you know that you could take that leap of faith and say hey even though i don't have it all figured out i want to go out into the in quote-unquote real world um in experience and get mm-hmm. a job and really start my life well, the biggest thing, and it may be a lot for you youth to take in, but this is the future, and this is what you're going to need to do for your kids, is you have to understand your identity as a human being. Um, I had a, a level of understanding that I wasn't, I know I was smart. I knew I was tenacious. I knew I could really, really push. I just didn't like the way that I was being told to apply my skills. So, I, but I also knew that I was, the, me and my brother were the only income in our family. So if we don't make it, my mom doesn't make it, and neither do we. There's nothing to fall back on. There is no plan B. There's no parents give me money. There is nothing. So I believe that if you're willing to drop out of college, then you better be willing to also separate yourselves from your family's you know, resources because you need something that says, if you fail, it's over. You're on the street. If you don't have that, if you have that little safety net, you're not going to have the tenacity when it starts getting tough because you can just flip the switch, say, oh, no, I'm done. I'm going to go back to what's easy. If you have no other option, you will succeed. I promise you. And even when things get tough, man, I had times when I was three months behind on rent. I'm damn near about to get evicted. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. There's no one else to call. I believe in this so much I can get through it. So that's just one, right? Yeah. You can, and then everybody can believe in something. Everybody's got that friend that's trying to be a rapper and it's too late. But it's like at that same time, you got to be real with yourself. Man. Maybe, I, maybe I, I can't risk this or maybe I have kids, right? Um, there's different reasons to make excuses. But the next thing is, are you organized and self-directed? Not ever, Some personality types require leadership structure and someone else to create that plan like we just talked about. Yeah. If you aren't the type of person that can self-direct, plan, and design um, you know, a business or a day or a routine that you can stick to, then you shouldn't drop out of college. You need the environment to create that discipline for you. So if you're the Broke rapper in the basement with no plan, then don't drop out. Go get that degree and have that be the rat be your plan B. But if you're straight up, focused, self-directed, have a clear path to resources, money, and and everything, and and you know that you can at least get by while you build it, then go ahead, drop out, get start making money right away. Don't wait. 
Don't say, oh, no, I'm, I'm figuring it out. Figure it out. No, figure it out while you're in college until you know you can jump and be all right. If you try to figure it out after, you're going to be choked by lack of resources. And resources are definitely important. The more that I get to live on my own, even though I'm in my, my parents' house right now, the more that I get to live on my own, the more I realize how important it is to be financially stable and to have mm-hmm. that money. You, you know, my question to you would be, many kids in college or many kids out of college want that dream job. They want to get out and they want to be in the field of their major because then they'll be okay. Then they'll make it. And then they can be in that, they can have that job for a very long time and it's okay. Is it okay for these young kids to say, hey, you know, my source of income isn't necessarily what I want to do. Maybe I walk into this, I, I have several friends that started their own franchise. Uh, for Greek's pizzeria, they walked in that like, I don't know if I want to do this forever, but this is where the money is right now. I'm going to go for it. Um, or if you're saying, hey, I want to be a journalist. I want to write for a living. But, you know, there's money over here when it comes to marketing. Maybe I should invest a couple years into this marketing firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a smart move. That's what I did. I didn't want to own a bar or a nightclub or be in that industry. I've always had passion for technology. But at the time I started ease, I was like, all right, you know, this is great. But it wasn't making me enough. And it also didn't give me the brand equity that I needed to scale to the heights that I wanted. And I want to figure out how do I build a hundred million, two hundred million, billion dollar company. I'm not, even if I had the wherewithal, I need to have the brand equity for people to believe in me and to show that I can do something large scale. So what I first did was I built the bar restaurant, got it to a three million dollar business, and then from there I opened more locations and started building political connections, venture connections, and I create what I call an ecosystem. It's, it was all part of a plan. If you look back six years ago, when I was literally like 20, uh, like 27 or 23, 24 years old, even before that, wow, it's almost eight years ago, I'm getting old. I literally have everything that I've done to this day on post-it notes and in a plan. And I did them in order and everything that I said was going to happen actually happened across that almost decade. And it didn't happen by accident. It happened because I knew what it took to go from point A to Z. And if I didn't, I found someone to close the gap. So you go do that, build that base resource, take everything you're learning and apply it uh, to whatever you want to do next and then take the leap. So that's really it. Like, go ahead. My number was like, all right, if I have X amount of dollars in the bank, this business is self-sustaining and I can do X, I can leave it behind. So now I actually have bars and restaurants that are doing the same revenue or better that are operating independently of me with almost 100 employees and it takes like no time, but that allowed me to be able to have the time and resources I needed to build eat. So yeah, it delayed me living my purpose for about five years, but it was part of my purpose because my purpose never would have came to fruition if I didn't put that work in first. That was my college. <laughs> Nathan had post-it notes that planned out his future step by step, and it all came to fruition. And if that's not a process-oriented man, I don't know what is. That attention to detail and working out a plan is something I'm always trying to learn from Nathan. And I really like the fact that he didn't necessarily go after the quote-unquote narrow passion road, as I call it, and built a long-lasting resource for himself. He also gave incredible advice to young college students, and if you would like some of that information compiled, there's a free resource article titled, Should I Drop Out? and Other Advice for College Students. That's down in the description below. Tomorrow, we'll be discussing the science of virality and how to build brand equity.